We're in a series in 1 John, it's called TYMK. This is the 13th message in the little book of 1 John. And uh, to start, this really has nothing at all to do with the message at all. So I don't want you sitting there thinking, what, how does this fit in? Because at the end of the message, it's not going to fit in. And I just wanted you to know that up front. I just want to show some pictures. Yesterday, we went up to Liberty and saw their uh, football game. This was their stadium, right? And my daughter is uh, in the marching band. And so this is the marching band right here. The next one. Yeah, right there. So that's your little thing. It was, it was very a thrilling experience. Um, Liberty won 52 to 10. So yeah, I'm a Flames fan, by the way. Um, I've paid to be a Flames fan. So, you know, I'm a Flames fan. So for, for the next four years, and maybe even after that, because they're going to owe me some time. Anyway, you pay for it. So um, Liberty has this thing called the Freedom Tower. And, and this is the Freedom Tower. Now, this is where all their, they train all their um, youth pastors and pastors. And you can get your BA in Bible. You can get your master's in Bible. And then the very top floor is reserved for the PhDs. As you know, they're high. Anyway, it's 15 floors high. That obviously was a seminary joke. Um, it's 15 floors high, and so yesterday, Quinn and I went up in, in the tower. Nicole's not good with this sort of height sort, sort of thing. I have no fear because I'm saved. Um, so, uh, so we went up and uh, we went up to the 15th floor, and this is what we saw. A praying menace. On the 15th floor, obviously, his prayers weren't getting too high. So he went to the 15th floor, which... To kind of give you a perspective of this, here's the next screen. Do you see? Do you see that? How in the world did he get? I mean, I know he got up there walking or flying or whatever, but he got up there. I didn't even realize bugs survived at that level. You know, it's just a little thing. There was no bugs anywhere. I'm not really sure what he was eating, but I thought that was that was something—a praying mantis, freedom tower in the religion building. I thought that was interesting. So, that absolutely had nothing to do with the message. So, turning your Bibles to First John chapter five. First John chapter 5. And uh, we'll begin reading with um, verse 6 of, of chapter 5. John chapter 5. And this is what it says. This is he, meaning Jesus... Who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify. If you have a King James, um, those translators actually inserted um, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit into that translation. Um, right there. If you don't have uh, King James, it, those words are not in there. Um, verse 8 says, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his son. Whoever believes in the son of God has a testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his son. 
And this is the testimony that God gave us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. So at the very beginning of these verses, you, you have some kind of odd, odd things happening. You have this, it, this is one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people have a lot of theories about what this water is and what this blood is. And the reason that they spend so much time on it is because the water and the blood and the Spirit are testifying to Jesus Christ being who he is, the Son of God. And so people have studied and studied and studied. So here's some options, okay? First, water is birth. Because water breaks and then you're born. That's how it works in the real world, okay? And then later is the blood, which is his death, which is obvious, right? Blood, death. And then after that, you know, he, he dies and he rises again, and the Spirit testifies, the Holy Spirit testifies with your spirit that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, there's other options, too, with this water and blood. If you remember, Jesus started his ministry by doing what? Being baptized by John right? And that is water. And it's at that moment that God the Father said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And he also said, he also sent, well, and totally messed up that. The dove came down and the Holy Spirit confirmed that he was Jesus the Christ. So water began there, right? And then the blood was his death, which is bookends to his entire life, right? So he started the ministry here, started the ministry there. I, I think that's a, that's a pretty good option. But there's another option. If you remember when Jesus was on the cross, there was a soldier that took a sword and put it into his side to make sure that he was dead. Um, traditionally, uh, Romans would break people's legs, but for Jesus, they didn't break his legs. That was to fulfill a prophecy in Scripture. So he was stabbed in the side, and water and blood flowed out of his side. So that was also a testimony that Jesus was the Christ. Right? And then we have the Holy Spirit testifying with our spirit that he is the Son of God. So the question is, which is it? And my answer to that question is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And here's why. If you go with the water where he was virgin born, that testifies that Jesus is the Christ. If you go with the water where he's baptized, it testifies that Jesus is the Christ. Are you tracking with me here? And if you go with the blood, it testifies that he's the Christ. So at the end of the day, they all testify that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and it doesn't matter which one that you pick. And if truth be told, we probably really don't know what John meant by the water here and the blood. We probably really don't know, but maybe that's on purpose, to make us think of any water in Scripture, and all water points to Jesus Christ. Let me give you another one. Nicodemus. Jesus says, I'll give you the water where you'll never thirst again. He also uses water with the woman at the well, doesn't he? I'll give you water where you will never thirst again. Water is life. Water in Scripture points to the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It doesn't matter which one. What matters is there's a testimony that Jesus Christ was real, and he was here on earth, and he came and dwelt among us for you and me. Amen? That's what's important. So, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the one who testifies. Because the Spirit is truth. For 
For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his son. So let's talk about God a minute. Because now you have four people testifying, right? Four things. You, you have water, you have blood, you have the Holy Spirit, and then you have God the Father. So let's pause. Um, why should we take the testimony of God? Is God real? You know, this is, this is a question that people in society ask, and maybe people in this room have asked before. Is God really real? Is there something to this whole religion thing? Is there something to church? All these people are here, and it looks like a group of people that just sang this song about running out of the grave, and I personally haven't been in a grave. You know, if you're unsaved, you have no clue what that means. The people in this room does. Maybe you're sitting here today, and you're wondering, man, is, is there really a God? And I think that's a great question. I think it's a great question to ask. Is there really a God? So let me talk to you a few moments about that, okay? This week I was, I was, I was thinking about this, not because of the message, but just because it just came up in my, in my mind. And um, I, I started with, well, I know that I'm real, right? It, this is not the matrix, right? We're not hooked to a machine somehow, and even if we were, we'd still be real, Right, in that particular regard, this, this, is, this is real. I can touch things. I can feel things. Um, I feel love for my family. I feel love for my church. I feel love for my friends. I have interactions with people. I know that they are real. At least I don't think I'm seeing people yet in my life. You know, people that aren't there. There was one time I saw people that were not there. That was when I had my wisdom teeth out. There were a lot of people in that room. Grandma hadn't been around for years. She was in that room. There's people in that room. It's amazing what drugs do to your brain when, you, when you're on them legally. Legally on them, right? So, so I, know, I know that things are real. So then you start thinking, well, how did, how did I get here? How did I get here? Well, there's basically two options. It's either there is a God and the religions are correct or it's um, evolution and the evolution science side of things is, is absolutely correct. So the first thing you start thinking about, you might start think, not think about it, but I do, is, okay, so if evolution is correct, let's think about that a little bit. Somewhere in the very distant, 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 distant past there was nothing and nothing had one chance to get it right nothing who didn't think of themselves as anything didn't even know that it existed nothing had one chance to get it right last night on the other team there was this kicker he had one job he could not put it between the two goalposts. It was to this side, to this side. I don't know. He should lose his scholarship. I don't know. I don't know what happens with that. He, he just couldn't get it through the goalpost. He had one job. He's not even out there on offense for anything other than kicking. 
If, if that's all you have to do, you have one job. Just get it. I, don't, I wasn't going for the other team, but I was like, come on, dude. Come on. I can kick it through the goalpost at the 35-yard line. Now, I don't have the pressure of the game on me, but I can do that. And as you know, I'm very athletic. <laughs> very athletic. But I can do that, right? I can do that. Yeah, sure. Anyway, you have one job. Nothing, nothing had one job, and that was to explode everything into existence. I want you to think about that a moment. Nothing had one job, and it got it right. So let's just say that that happened a moment, and you, you really believe in the evolutionary process and that we all evolved here. What I want you to understand is that is a very, a very fatalistic view of humanity. Very fatalistic. In fact, there's mathematical probabilities that go into all of that, and what you're in essence saying is, we're all a mathematical statistic. That's all we are. That's all we are. It's very fatalistic. In fact, evolution, the evolution uh, theory process would make none of us creative at all. In fact, it is predetermined how you will act in life. You cannot get around it. Math is in place and, and however you're, you're cre not created, however you have evolved is how you're going to act and you're going to act this way to these people and this way to these people. And you're really the result of an evolutionary um, process where you have no choice at all. No choice at all. If you hear people talk about this, they will say that the people in this room that are worshiping God have a deficiency in their DNA and they have a need to have a bigger person outside of them than normal because the scientists will say, I don't need that person, and they're lying to you, but I don't need that person, but they do, so there's a deficiency in the DNA. If, if your sexual preference is a, is a deficiency in your DNA, your addiction preference is a deficiency in your DNA, it's really fatalistic. And to be honest with you, the end result of evolution is the weaker people have to die. So what I would like you to do today, if you have a small child and you believe in that, take out all your airbags in your car, don't put your child in a car seat because let's just be honest. If you're in a wreck and they die, that's good because we have to get rid of the weaker people. Come on, right? So let me lighten this up a little bit. Okay. Recently, I have a friend of mine that um, they removed the diving board away from the pool. It was just, I've been to that pool because we used to swim, diving board. And so here would be the 10 foot and the diving board would go out. They removed it because a kid last year got hurt when he got off to the end. Now I've never dove into water my entire life. I shower, that's about as close as I get to it. And they're right there. I don't like water. So he's on the diving board and somehow or another when he jumped up, he hit the diving board and got hurt. And so they removed the diving board from the pool. If you're an evolutionary type person and you believe in that theory, I think you take that diving board and put it about 10 feet in the air and let natural selection take care of everything. Come on. You put it up in the air and just let them jump off of it, right? 
Because at the end of the day, if nothing created everything, and you are a mathematical equation, and fatalistically, we have to get rid of all the weaker people in order to evolve to the next level, then let's start putting high dives up, and let's just get this evolutionary process rolling a little bit quicker. Isn't that horrible? Here's the other logical extension of evolution. And you might not have thought of this before. If you really believe in evolution, Hitler was right. Because there is a superior race all the time in the evolutionary process. And it's that superior race that is going to survive all the lesser spiritual races. So the monkey I evolved from was different than the monkey that you evolved from that was a lesser monkey than my monkey. And then some of you look like you evolved from an ape. But we're not going to get into that today. Okay? Right? So you sit there and you think, okay, does... Well, okay. So... Evolution does not work. So, so what about this God thing? What about this God thing? Is God, is God really real? If, if God's real, then which one? I don't know if you know this or not, but there's a lot of religions in the world. Buddhist, Islam, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness. I mean, you, you can list them. Catholicism, all religions in the world. So which one of these religions really have the correct God? Or are they all the same? Have you ever heard that before? All religions are the same. Right? You've heard that before. You, you're an American. You've had to have heard that before. I just, want you to, I just want you to know that if you were to tell a Buddhist that all religions are the same, he would get upset. Because he has a system in which he goes through to be accepted by his God, Buddha. And if you say that every, everybody's the same and all gods are the same, then he's going to get very offended. If you tell an Islamic person that all gods are the same and their god is the same as a Christian god, number one, that's fighting words. And number two, it, they're going to disagree with you vehemently because they have a process by which they purify themselves and they get to their god. If they do this, this, and this, and this, they will get to their god. The same with the Buddhists. If they have to do this, this, and this, and this in order to gain acceptance for their god. Does everybody follow me? The major difference between religions in the world and Christianity is that Christianity really isn't a religion. It is the only belief system where God came to us in the flesh and we don't have to do anything to earn merit or favor with Him. Come on. There's a major difference. All other religious systems have this stuff. You have to be good. You have to do that. Catholicism does too. I mean, I hate to throw that in there, but it does. They have Jesus, and I believe that there's some people saved in Catholicism. I really believe that. But, they, but if you're following some process to gain favor with God, you're following a religion. You're not following Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, our Savior, came so that you would not have to earn his favor because he knows you can't. It makes sense, ladies and gentlemen, for there to be a God. Everything you look at in creation is intelligent. That intelligence had to come from somewhere. It didn't just evolve into something. It came from an intelligent being. If you believe in some sort of, some sort of evolutionary process, then you're no, you, you are no better than 2 plus 2 equals 4. If you believe in a God that came and dwelt among us so that we could have a free gift of salvation to be with him, 
then you are more than two plus two equals four. You are a being, you are created, and you are loved. You are loved. I want you, I want you to raise your hand if sometime in your lifetime you pursued love. You felt that pursuit, okay? I want you to raise your hand right now if at some point in time, with all your being, you have pursued math. <laughs> of course. Of course, there's some. I want you to raise your hand if you would rather have love than math. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I knew there would be a few people. A few people. Listen, the reason that you love is because you have a creator God that loves you. And even if you don't believe in him, because you are made in his image, you're going to love other people. Because you're created like him. The proof of God for me, it's not only that I am real, but that I pursue love, and I am intelligent. And when I say that, I'm not, I'm not talking about I'm smarter than everybody in the room. I'm not talking about, I know I'm smarter than a piece of grass, right? I know I'm smarter than a dog, hopefully. Hopefully I'm smarter than a dog. IQ level might be about even there, but nonetheless, I know I'm smarter than all of that, right? And I know there's, there's intelligence, and I know that things just don't, they don't just happen, right? We are here. Have I lost everybody, or are you with me? We are here, and because we are here, I know that there's a God that created you and me. We are too special. Too special. Too special with it. So, when it says here, if we receive the testimony of men... The testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he is born concerning his son. Whoever believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. Who does not believe in God has made him a liar. And the testimony that God has born concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us. Gave us. Not because we earned it. He gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. This meal right here represents all that is needed for you and I to have a relationship with the God that created us. We partake of it this morning not to gain acceptance, but to remember what he did in order for us to be accepted. That's why we take it. So we have the bread, which was his body that was broken for you and for me. The punishment that you deserve for your sin, Jesus took on the cross. And so when we partake of that bread and when we eat of it, we remember that Jesus Christ died for us. He took the punishment on the cross of Calvary for our sin. He took our place. And when we take the cup, we drink of it, we remember that his blood literally poured out of his body. And it's blood that washes away sin. Because blood represents life. And it's his death he took on the cross in place of our death. That's what that blood represents. So as we partake of this this morning, I want you to remember, first of all, there is a God in heaven. Second of all, he loved you long before you loved him. And he pursued you. He pursued you 
and offered you a free gift. Not your merit. <laughs> not your merit. Not anything you did good. But just because he loved you and he wanted a relationship with you, he offered you the free gift of salvation through his body and his blood.